Hey listeners, welcome to this episode of the Sunflower Society podcast with your co-hostesses, the Gonzalez sisters. Hey, we have an extra special goodie for you to help support you setting your best intentions in 2021. So be sure to check out the show notes or visit spirituallystrategic.com and take our My Intentions quiz. Um, We hope you enjoyed this episode. Have fun. Hey, sister. Hey, sister. Welcome, listeners, to the Sunflower Society podcast, where we are helping you maximize your gifts and talents and your day-to-day activities to have an impact in the world. Let's get ready to go. Hey, sister. Hey, sister. Well, how are you today? Happy Saturday. We are officially in 2021. Can you imagine? Can you believe it? I am so happy. I'm so thankful. (laughs) You're thankful. What are you thankful for? I'm feeling uh, deeply peaceful about leaving 2020 behind. Yeah, 2020 was uh, a doozy of a year for sure. what have you been up to over the holidays? Well, I think you know. Well, our listeners don't know. <laughs> you can't be cryptic. We're actually, listeners, we're actually recording this episode in the same room, and we finally upgraded our mic situation. So we have dueling mics, and it almost feels a little strange. Yeah. Because if you'll recall, you can go back and listen. I, I forget the episode, but even a few episodes back in the fall, we recorded just on our phone from... Your Dodge Bama RV. That's a great episode. So, that is. Um, but yeah, same same sisters, um, different mics. <laughs> different year, different mics. Yeah. Well, tell, I mean, tell the listeners what you've been up to and then I'll share a little bit because I know most people take a little downtime around this time of year, even if you work often. Um most people try to take some time around the holidays, winter holidays. I um, was lucky enough not to have to work a whole ton over the holidays. I did work a little bit, but um, we think of thankfully, knock on wood, slowed down a little bit with COVID. Um, they were at a peak a couple weeks ago, and we were getting a little bit nervous, but I was able to go ahead and take some time off as I had planned. And uh, the most exciting thing, I think, is just getting to spend, well, I'm sorry, not, not the most exciting thing. I'll tell you that in a second. The most um, pleasurable thing for me has been just the time with my family, uh, my children, my husband has been able to have some time off. So that's your sister and sister, her partner. I yeah, and my husband, I guess. That, that was great. No. <laughs> Um, anyhow, but the most exciting thing for me is we just launched our first, um, clothing collection and yeah, we're super excited about that. Um, both of us have been wearing more athleisure wear than ever in 2020 for various reasons. All of us, I think have in the world, but, Mm -hmm. um, I am really tired of my stuff that I already have. I have been looking for months to try to find some cute upgrades to my style, to my game. Justine's showing me the holes in her leggings right now. So, yep, um, they're a mess. <laughs> we decided we were going to recreate the wheel as we often do. I know people try not to recreate the wheel, but we actually try to recreate the wheel often. Um, Well, there's, I think there's something to be said, like you, it's nice to know where your clothing's coming from Mm -hmm. and that it actually has, like, I think both you and I like intentional reminders of whatever it is that we happen to be focused on. And many people buy graphic tees or hoodies or whatever, but I don't know. I'd rather wear something that, uh, either you designed or someone I know designed or we both yeah, designed, there's a sense you know, of pride I have in it. Yeah. Um, when I had my boutique business, uh, last year as when I closed up shop with that, uh, I was really unhappy with just the quality of stuff that I was 
finding I didn't always love it um, in the way that I love this. And yeah. I know that this was created by us and yeah. it just feels good. So. Well, you can, um, we, uh, we always try to tell you guys whatever we're working on and you can definitely just visit spirituallystrategic.com. There's a little link we provided that says shop and you can find the latest collection. Or of course, we always try to keep people informed on our Instagram pages. Kara is at Fawn River Beauty and I'm at Spiritually Strategic. And then our company page is at Spiritually Strategic underscore co. But that's enough of that. Um, what are you excited about? Well, you know, I was excited because, and I, I still am, because I I took time for a personal retreat for about three days. And that was after, um, and we celebrate Christmas. So that was after Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But, you know, my man and I got to come out here and spend time with you all on Christmas Eve and didn't do anything major on Christmas Day. But um we're not, we don't usually get each other major gifts. I, I mean. Yeah, at this point, we buy stuff for, like, our household. Maybe it's a major purchase that right. we've been wanting to do and just right. been putting off for Christmas. So. Yeah, so that, but the, the personal retreat was awesome because I think especially now as an entrepreneur, and even if you're not, please know that Carrie and I have worked jobs for years. Um, I was a full-time school administrator um, and teacher for my whole entire career until about three years ago. And so we know what that lifestyle is like too. And she also works quite a few hours. She's part-time at a hospital as an administrator and or I'm sorry, nurse educator. I always say it wrong. I just, I know you do a lot of things, um, <laughs> but, but um, I was saying all that to say, I wish I would have had the wherewithal to be working on myself when I was still in like working for somebody else. I think it's more apparent to me now how much I have to have downtime um, on a regular basis, honestly, because if I don't, then I do get stifled in being able to create new ideas. And um, I think we both, I think you and I tend to both be that way a yeah, bit definitely. like, and then it comes to a head and it's like, the past few days, I've gotten to come out and spend time, of course, with my nieces and nephews. We got to see our brother and his beautiful wife. Hey, Lauren. Um, and our two nieces that they have. So this is, it's been great just to spend quality time. But then Kara and I have had this, like, we've been on, we've been in creativity mode for like the past 48 hours. So that's been incredible. But in past break, like in past holiday breaks, I think about like, I would just come here and totally crash and literally couldn't even think to do anything because I had ran myself so ragged and with, with work, 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 which I still work. I mean, I still work a lot. And I think anybody will tell you, no, hard work or number of hours work doesn't necessarily equate to, to your success or money or however you deem that. But there is something to be said too, for going with the flow and, um, I don't know, just taking things with ease. And when you start to feel yourself, I think sometimes, at least I know for me, I would always get worried like, yeah, but what, what if I don't check my email? Oh, ah. and we work ourselves up about these, these standards or norms that a lot of times we just kind of put that pressure on ourselves. Hot tip number one to start 2021. <laughs> right. If you're in the professional world, do not put your email on your phone. You can log into your little work computer for that. You get paid for that. You yep. do not get paid to check your email on your downtime. Get your email off your phone. Yeah. Leave us, um, give us some feedback or or come leave a comment on our Instagram or something <laughs> of how you feel about that. Because I will say, I've got, excuse me. Uh, <clears throat> Kara told me with these new mics, if I burp, you guys will hear it. So I apologize if you heard that. Um, so <laughs> I didn't open my mouth. Um but I, I, I get flack, not flack because I work for myself now, but I still you get flack from yourself. No, I have people who are shocked that in over three years of being a full-time business owner, entrepreneur, I've never put my work email on my phone. See, why I've refused. That? I've refused to do that. When I took my education position, I did not install it. I was encouraged to, and I was like, 
no, thank you. That's okay. I can finance in my computer mm-hmm. if I I wasn't. If I want to check. And I wasn't people, that strong when I was an administrator. I have a card that has my cell phone number. People can text me for urgencies. That's always totally fine with me. That hardly ever happens. Very occasionally. But I am accessible that way. But for me, email is like non-emergent. No email. If you need something that bad, you need to pick up the phone and call me. Right. Mm-hmm. And the same even with texting. I think that's the other piece. People assume, well, I texted you. Do you know how many unread text threads I have? And especially at this point when people don't have, but people don't have landlines either. And if you're registered to vote and look, we all know we've been getting blasted with different things throughout the election and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I can't even begin to keep up with group tax because some of it doesn't matter or it's not stuff that's urgent so then I let it sit there but then other things get piled on it I don't know I don't know because it wasn't even an option like 20 years ago it wasn't even an option I think I think overall we allow ourselves to be too accessible to everyone I have been trying throughout the years to um, cultivate a way of living that isn't easily accessible to the people that I don't want it to be accessible to. And that might sound weird and like, like, um, what do you call it? A hermit to some people, but it sucks so much of my energy sometimes to try to deal with other people's priorities. And I don't think at this point in the game that I need to, I I'm about halfway through my career, a little more than halfway now. And I see no need to be uh, easy access for anybody. That's letting go of some of my <clears throat> my own personal worth, actually, is how I look at that. So, yeah, I was I'm trying to find this tweet that I really want to put as my email signature. And it goes exactly with what we're saying. And I know I saved it somewhere. I just can't find it at the moment. But it, it alludes to something where she says, like, this person's legit. um, away message on her email no 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 it's in her signature line she says it's normal for me to take two days to open your email and then an additional two days for me to process it and and think about my response Hmm. and she was she was basically the rest of the tweet was we need to get more in tune with what our actual expectations are and then be clear about them so legit that was her email signature underneath her name and her details so that people would know up front, like, hey, don't don't expect me to respond to my emails two hours later just because you happen to, or people realize, or people start to think, oh, well, the other day you responded within an hour. Yeah, you happened to, I happened to be sitting still looking at my email and it popped up. So I responded. But typically, if you're working a job where you are talking with and helping people, or you're on the road, or you're in a school building, or a hospital. Email's yeah, email's not priority. So it's it's really it's really fascinating how we have allowed that shift technologically to really shift our cultural expectations of communication, um, if you allow it to. Anything is, in my opinion, anything is is whatever you allow personally. Yeah, but. Okay, well, that's that. So I guess, I mean, we're, we're talking a bit about intentions for 2021. Do you, what do you usually do to prepare for a new year? Do you do anything? Do you do nothing? And, and again, listeners, we um, banter about whatever it is that we might be working on and happen to be working on within ourselves. Um, this is never a one size fits all, or we're trying to tell you how or why you need to do things just living our lives um, and and sharing our struggles, our downfalls, and also our victories and successes so that hopefully it can help you um, with whatever, wherever you happen to be in your own life. But do you have a process going into the new year that you, like for me, it's always important. Like I know when I go back home today from your house, like my whole apartment is cleaned like everything like I I like to go into the new year with a clean home well as you look around (laughs) you you will know that my house is probably never completely clean at any one given moment 
at this point. But you um, also have three kids, and I don't I have do any have yet. I have three kids, and I actually enjoy clutter. It makes me feel more comfortable. <laughs> I don't. I don't enjoy the hairs it on the way... my neck. The hairs on my neck are standing up. <laughs> I don't enjoy it in the way that like. Okay, so this is this room that we're seeing right now is a little bit much, but I enjoy a little claustrophobic. I enjoy the walls are caving in. Enjoy a more uh, eclectic feel. It makes me feel more comfortable. It makes I I feel like it makes some of my guests more comfortable, like my living area and my dining room and kitchen and stuff like that. They're not sterile or. you don't, I never have felt like I can't touch anything in yeah, your house or like I, I have to, to be careful or not, not, I don't mean I go around breaking things. I mean, like, I, I don't have to be like, Ooh, is it okay if I sit here? Yeah, <laughs> like, no. because things are so incredibly, um, high end or breakable or more sterile and like, look like they've never been touched. Yeah. You know, I like to have comfortable things that I love around me, artwork, whatever. Um, <clears throat> so no. That doesn't bother me. I do need to do a good clean out, but I don't, I mean, I, you know, you know me, but maybe, maybe listeners don't, but I am a very fly by the seat of my pants type of person. I tried for a long, long time to be a very structured, organized person. And it's funny because at work people often, like I got an award a couple of years ago for organization, like within <laughs> my, my You never told team, me that. I laughed. <laughs> I laughed. Because they had like painted this little like file folder gold, and it was like a joke. Like everybody on the team got something that represented their oh, like a Dundee, like a Dundee, like a a Dunder Mifflin award on the office. So I got this, and I was kind of like, I actually was a little bit hurt. Like my feelings were a little bit hurt because I'm like, they just do not understand me at all. Because I am probably one of, I'm a very productive person. But I'm one of the least organized people I know. I'll put it this way, listeners. <laughs> I would not have given her that award <laughs> at all. I don't know what award I would have given myself. Maybe What like, would you uh, have given yourself? I know what I would give you, but you go first. No, go ahead. I, I want to know what you have to say. I think for ingenuity or innovation. Because you but find... like what object, I guess. But that's the thing about awards. A lot of times yeah. they're very ambiguous. And it is because people might not know you beyond the surface level of like your performance at your workplace, yeah, which is a problem, right? It's yeah. why a lot of jobs don't retain high level talent because they haven't taken time to really pull out um, gifts and talents. the gifts and talents in order to retain and further develop the capacity of the people that are already existing within the organization. It isn't a new book that just came out, actually. <laughs> Sorry, shameless plug. Me and Augustin Amua, who is a Chicago-based uh, consultant uh, like myself, but he and I were have been longtime uh, principal friends when we were still in school administration, but we actually just released a book on this very topic um, called The Social Capital Quotient. You can find it on all major suppliers. It's still... Um, in process, we had a hiccup. We had pre-orders out, but you know, as all things in 2020, sometimes we get delayed a bit. And especially with writing a book, you you want to make sure it's done right, not just right now. Okay, sidebar. So all that to say, a lot of awards I think are very much not in depth, right? Like it's yeah. not because they know you at a very deep level. But I would say that as far as ingenuity and innovation, because you always find creative ways to make things happen. And you're very much a person that when you decide to do something, you do it. And do you it. you don't let the project, you don't start something and not finish. Well, I disagree with that. Really? I have plenty of things that I haven't, either haven't finished or haven't done to the best of my ability because I get bored with it. I oh. lose steam on it. But then it just means it wasn't worth my time or energy. To me, I'm, I can toss it away and not feel disappointed in myself about that. It just means that I've been wise about valuing my time and my energy. Okay. Well, the things that I see come to fruition, it's very evident that you have come up with it creatively and you've been innovative about how it's gone, how you've gone about it. So um, in a work setting, I mean, there's plenty of other awards I could give you, but in a work setting, that would probably make the most sense if somebody only knew you at a surface level because you get things done and you're like, well, I feel like your attitude is always in life. Why complain about it? Let's like figure it out. (laughs) Quit (laughs) boohooing, you know? And I think every great team needs a person, a leader like that. Um, That can be annoying to other people who don't want to 
take action, but yeah, yeah. I get Am I right? <laughs> yeah, I get frustrated, um, and I'm sure people get frustrated with me equally, but I get frustrated sitting in meetings for hours and hours and hours talking round and round about the same thing. With no outcome. And usually I'm the one that's like, okay, let's like recap real quick and then let's decide what we're going to do because yeah. this is taking way too long. There's like, what are we doing right now? So there, So for you, going into a new year – you're much like your life. You don't necessarily have to have a very precise calendar. No, or... I, don't want, I want nothing to yeah. do with that. <laughs> <laughs> because really, like you look at what we were working on yesterday. And do you want to say what we done? were working on? When did I get that done? <laughs> like at midnight last night. And I was like in the zone. Mm-hmm. And you were obsessive about it. This it. Morning because I had to revamp, yeah. which was fine. I knew that, that that wasn't the final product, but yeah, I did it, but that's when I felt like doing it, and that's when right. it fell together, and it wasn't because I put it on my to-do list to do and then checked it off, because if I don't do it in a state of flow and have grace of like what I'm doing, and I have like a time box that I've boxed off, it doesn't ever work for me, never. Yeah, I think anything that's <laughs> forced... Yeah. is is not probably going to be superior in creativity. Now, do I pay my bills on time? You bet. Yeah. Uh, do I make sure everything gets, you know, the kids get to practices on time? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I can do that. I just yeah. don't choose, like, for this, for our business, and for much of my work, I don't, I don't choose to, like, have a very strict way of doing it because I don't always – do it the same way right well i mean that, that's got to be really hard for some people oh do you mean me when you say some people no 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 i mean like in general i can think of like a lot of people of course yeah i mean a lot of that, that would just like throw into a panic right now and not do that. absolutely i think there's uh, we have a pretty large population in our world of people who are very type a um, for whatever reason, right? And it could be that's just how their mind functions best and they need organization and structure. It could be that they don't get anything accomplished without it. Um, or it could be performative. Or it could be performative. It could be controlling. Yeah. You know, it could be a number, excuse me, it could be a number of things. But I think you have to find what makes sense for you and have a balance. And I've had to scale back on finding that balance for myself because in a in a public school setting you have to become so regimented especially as an administrator because there's so many things you have to accomplish and then you're thrown different fires throughout the day on top of it but then you have a lot of deadlines to meet and you're people's evaluator and responsible for a lot of things so um I think I've had to learn how to tap back into my own kind of ease and flow because I started, I started when I was still a principal, actually, that was the first time I started taking vacations alone, just at least for three or four days a year, because, which sounds so minimal. I know it. Laugh at me if you want. Um, but that was a big deal for me because I, I didn't do that before. And even then I would, I intentionally, it felt incredible and that was, I was like getting back to my freedom almost as a kid or even as a teenager to just kind of do whatever I felt like doing on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. But it felt incredible to go, hmm, well, spring break is only three weeks away. I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants and whatever's the cheapest flight to someplace I haven't been. I'm not going to plan what I'm going to do. I didn't plan anything. And that's how I've become now, like, just very, I've just, I've adored traveling because. It was that element for me that allowed that at least small piece of my life at the time. It was the one thing I didn't really have to plan and I could be completely free. So that's also when I started going, okay, this feels so good to me. And I know some people, even with a regimented type workplace professional life, they still wouldn't like that. It would drive them nuts, but I needed that. And I think that was the beginning of me starting to realize like, Ooh, it opens up <laughs> maybe I'm putting myself into a box and a way of thinking that doesn't yeah. work. Now, I still keep those structures just for productivity and time management sake, because I do 
to your point, I know you made a little bit of a joke earlier, but you're right. Like I'm the one who makes my calendar. So at the end of the day, I am responsible for the inputs, like what I put as priority and what gets done. And I have numerous partnerships. So I have to make sure that I'm putting enough time and effort and energy into all those things. But then on the same token, I found as I've evolved as an entrepreneur, like, yeah, but I also almost not 50-50. If I could, I would. But just as much, you have to be adamant about your prayer time, your meditation time, my exercise, all those pieces make me just as successful. And I'm not missing an email. I'm not missing out because I'm not sitting in front of my laptop for a set number of hours per day. And, you know, to be fair, I didn't realize I could operate that way or that it was even a natural way for me to operate until the last couple of years when I've been doing a lot of networking. Um, Right. Because I did not grow up with that mindset, even, you know, like I said, up until a couple of years ago, I, my husband would always, and he tends to operate more like I do. But I didn't give my permission, myself permission to operate in the way I was naturally inclined to. I would plan, 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 plan everything out. And it would drive him absolutely insane. Mm. And then I would be incredibly disappointed, like, if things didn't go the way they were supposed to. And, you know, all the things. Sounds familiar to me. So, anyways, I'm thankful that I've been able. And there's, like, I expected, like, a huge fallout, of course, when I first started playing with it. And allowing that to happen, but it's been so good for me. Yeah. It's opened up. It's a process. It's a process. Creative constipation. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It happens. No, chakra constipation was what we were talking about, but creative constipation can be part of that, you know? And um, sorry, I felt like I had a sneeze. It's the worst feeling that it doesn't come. Yeah. I mean, that is when I feel, when I start to feel creatively blocked and like, I can't create because that is one of my giftings. It's one of yours too. Then I know, I know that I'm spending too much time on the technical or um, setting up admin things, which again, those are things that you do as an entrepreneur. You don't have some, well, you do, if you get to a certain point, you can hire people if you'd like. And a lot of people have assistance with that. So there's no one way to do it myself. No, that hasn't been my journey. And I, I haven't seen that as necessary yet um, to be outsourcing a bunch of things to other people. And you, you need to be somewhat in the know, you know, regarding your finances, meeting with your tax account, your accountants, et cetera. Um, and I think but, too, like eventually when you do hire people or you partner with people, you have to know that you're getting value of what you're paying them. Exactly. Because you know what it takes to do exactly. each each part and facet of your business. So um, so as far as my intention for 2021, the word that I want to focus in on for the year is like restore, restoration. Um, because I feel like 2020, like in so many ways, it was just full of hardship for everybody or a lot of people um but I also think there were so many things were stripped away in a way that we're many of us are coming out stronger more connected to God you know we have grown exponentially in ways that we wouldn't have done done had we not gone through the hardship and that that's usually the case in life so I'm looking at this year as a kind of year to restore and nourish. Mm. Um, yeah, for me, especially in the past few months, actually, I've had this recurring cycle. It's funny, they're both R words, but I've had this recurring cycle about redemption. And in every situation, how do you see those redemptive moments, even if it's a really, really shitty situation? How do you see how God can redeem that for something better? And to your point, it was very much a year like that um, in 2020 on so many levels in multiple ways. And 
I think that's just important to consider. Of course, you know me. For my intention setting, I usually ha- go to a vision board party or get together with friends. I'm attending a virtual one on Monday um, for anybody on January 4th. Check out keepinmemory.org if you'd like to attend the one I'm attending. It's a virtual vision board party. Um, and my one of my dear friends recently launched an organization. So be sure to check them out, keepinmemory.org. Um, but that's one way. And then, I, but I typically, you know, I always do a lot of journaling and writing and speaking things out loud. And that is helpful for me to really imprint that on my mind and my heart and really make it tangible and speak it into existence because the written word is powerful. The spoken word is powerful. Um, and to your point though, that, that isn't a pressure on anybody because sometimes I do see people, um, especially on social media, right? They, they're engaging in practices or talking about things that they're doing it because they think it's the fad or it's cool. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's certain things like, I think it's amazing people who do hit training, right? High intensity training and stuff. I'm not going to go start doing that. I don't have any desire to beat up my body in that way. I don't. It's not going to feel good. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like it. That doesn't mean that couldn't happen later in life when I go, I really need an intense type circuit training or whatever. But it's like anything. You have to be in that moment to know what you need, how you need it, when you need it, why you need it. And that starts with being in touch with yourself because years ago, that would not have been my go-to to prepare for New Year's. It was how can I go find a bomb dress to go out dancing with my friends? Like that, that was a totally different era in my life. So preparing for that new year wasn't a big spiritual thing. It was, I'm excited. I hope it's going to be a great year. God, like a prayer amidst probably too many drinks. (laughs) Like if I, I mean, but that's the truth. And a lot of people won't admit those things, but like, that's the truth. And I'm laughing because most people know that that's exactly. Yeah. And you randomly kiss somebody and you're low or you're lonely. And yeah. So, and then other years I've gone to night watch services, which are church services on new year's Eve. Like there's just a lot of different approaches you can take, but you have to also be gentle with yourself to not go, what was I thinking? Well, why would you sit in guilt or shame or judgment of yourself? That is where you are at in life. And you know what? If you're still doing the same thing decade after decade after decade, then that's maybe when you should be concerned to go, hmm, maybe maybe something should change in my life. Um, By the way, Kara wrote an amazing blog on this topic as well that we just put on spirituallystrategic.com. So be sure to check that out at some point if you want more, more meat in regards to these type of concepts, just because you did a great job of articulating when do I need to make a decision? Like I need a change in my life and how do you actually determine that? I I'm going to say this, I'm going to help our listeners a little bit here and maybe you want to tune me out for this if you don't like what I'm saying. But um, (laughs) if you went through 2020 and you feel the same as you did a year ago and you really weren't affected by it in any way, shape or form, I feel like it's really important for you to listen closely to what, to this episode. I just, I just deeply feel that because we like what you don't understand at this point is how deeply affected and, and in, in good ways that many people walking around on this planet are mm-hmm. and how, how there is an undertone in a current right now of people evolving of people evolving and healing. Yep. It, like it is massive. It is a deeply spiritual place that I've never experienced in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is not just isolated to Justine and I. No. Like there are lots of people out there right now that are having similar experiences. So awakenings. If you want in on that, <laughs> keep listening along. Set your intention. I'm no. not saying there's anything <laughs> wrong with you, but also I'm saying how do you go through a year like we just had? And you're, you're the same. I don't know. I can't, I can't wrap my mind around that. I don't know how you remain uh, unchanged. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. I don't, I don't sit in judgment of it, Carrie, because there's a part of me that I don't, I don't 
I don't want to be the same person tomorrow when I wake up, right? I want, I want to ask to our core in our soul, we, we are who we are and, and how God has gifted us. But I don't, I don't want the same experiences every day. I don't want every day to be monotonous. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm talking about daily like getting up in the morning and having the same day you mean overall just examining like who you are well that and also being affected in empathy for people's situations around you I've seen so many people that right um have been able to go through this year unscathed by because because they live in such a place of privilege which I do and I'm not gonna say I'm yeah uh, like you and I both do right but but we have not that comfortably I guess in that place at varying points of adulthood and yeah. life and yeah. yeah absolutely um but and let me per- but let me let me play let me play uh let me play I don't even know that it's devil's advocate but let me let me put you on the spot you're saying that and and talking about empathy mm-hmm. But what if I'm what if I'm listening and I'm like, I don't I don't even know how I'm going to pay X, Y, Z bill or I don't even know how I'm going to make it through the year because I lost so and so. Okay, who Who are you talking about? I'm talking about people who are as comfortable on January 1st, 2020 as they are today. And I've had no hardship to speak of. So how, but how would I know how to build empathy then? If I, if I, if I hadn't, if nothing in the past year impacted me in any personal way, Mm -hmm. and I still couldn't find a way to try to connect with that, right? Why, why? It's a matter of intention. Mm. I think it's a matter of connection. How much you care about the livelihood of others, how much you, um, how much you push yourself to try to understand other people, to love other people. I don't think you can sit in a space of, ah, I'm fine. It didn't affect me. I'm good. Well, there's a vast difference between being selfish and self-centered and being self-aware. Mm-hmm. I'll say it one more time. There's a vast difference between being selfish and self-centered that's very different than being self-aware and even to be fair not the same as self-care or Mm self-love and when people say oh well that's selfish no being selfish as a person and self-centered where you can't see anybody else's plight except whatever yours happens to be that is like the polar opposite of being able to develop empathy for somebody And empathy also requires you to truly be out of your comfort zone, which I'm not even going to go into all the psychological stuff about what it means to cognitively put yourself into out a, a situation where you're out of your comfort zone. There's a lot of easy ways you can do it. Doesn't re- require you to travel out of the country or anything like that. But even just to develop empathy and more self-awareness of how you feel in situations, how you think in situations, why you think the way you do in situations, there are ways you can trigger that to develop that muscle by asking simple questions to yourself it doesn't even have to be a conversation between you and anybody but if i'm purely self-centered and selfish i i am not able to see beyond why i should feel even sympathy for somebody yeah i guess you're probably not listening if you're (laughs) one of those people you may have clicked off already (laughs) no um no but it's a and i think then the more the bigger layer of that is those those of you listening, we probably have all encountered people like that. And that is where you saw so much clashing and division happening that made this even more heavy in 2020 because there was nothing we could all come together about. Right. It, well, you would think. Well, that I mean, there are things that many of us all came together. Well, around, sure. But, but. I, but I'm saying like, like on a massive scale and many things happen that you would think I would have thought we could all, Oh yes, we can all come together and heal on this one. And love wins overall. Love wins overall. I I wasn't shown that 
But you know what? 2021 is going to be different. Well, it already is different. And I, I think that's the thing with intention setting. So whether you're a person who journals, whether you're a person who does a vision board, whether you do nothing, uh, or you're a person who goes out dancing and partying, no matter what you choose, even leading up to a new year um, or a new day or a new week or a new month, um, however you choose to live your life, it does go back to intention and how you determine you want, how, what's what's the underlying piece? What's the theme of your life for 2020? Yeah, that you're, that's driving everything, right? In a car, you need fuel. If I put diesel into a vehicle that doesn't require diesel, it's not going to run. So if I do the same, if I'm Kara and I'm like, oh, let me get all these journals just like Justine. Let me like vision bullet. That's not going to feel like a failure. Yes, she will instantly feel like a failure. She'll instantly feel guilt or shame because like I said earlier, when people try to do things because they think they're cool or well, Kara does this. Well, okay. And we've all been guilty of that, right? We have people we look up to, mentors, things that we try Mm -hmm. um, and things that you probably try at your workplace or you try in your marriage or you try these different things and they're not all going to work and that's okay. But that's why it's so essential that you have to at least find ways to get alone with yourself. Like that's number one. And however that looks for Kara, I know she spends a lot of time outside or cooking or reading and studying and all these different things that might look different than my type of fuel. Mm -hmm. We might be fueled by different intentions or, and, and have that driving how we produce and that's okay. But if you never set the intention in the first place, how are you going to reach the outcome? So again, if I'm going on a road trip, great. I got the right gas. I didn't put diesel But the intention is like, okay, but if then you don't have an intent of where you're going. So that looks You know what I mean? (laughs) So for Justine, if she says, you know, her intention is, what was the R word that you used? Redemption. Redemption. To really be acute with that and noticing it and focusing on it. It doesn't mean I don't have other mantras or daily practices spiritually that I engage in. But she knows when she's headed down the road of feeling not enough or in distress or even to start the day and end the day, right? she's going to constantly come back to that thought in one way or another. So for her, probably journaling or a meditation or something like that. A bath. For me, it might look like um, I'm, you know, listening to music and in prayer while I do my makeup in the morning in quiet and peace before I get the kids up and around for school, I'm thinking about restoration and how is my day going to be focused in on restoration. And the minute that it's not, I'm going to come back to that idea. The minute I feel myself kind of getting out of sync or getting in a place where I feel, I don't know, confused about the day or like, where did the day go? I'm going to bring myself back to that thought. There's going to be some days that I fail and there's going to be yeah. days that I am not able to focus in on that. And that's okay. I don't just throw it away. We because... don't learn anything unless we do fail. Right. I think that's one of the hardest things as humans for us to accept. But the reality is you don't evolve and you don't learn unless you fail. Right. You don't, you don't... don't even know that we, we should call it failing. What do we, I mean. I mean, fail has a negative connotation. I never, I never. Really I never us. look at it as negative because yeah. I don't view it that way. But what it's not something what, we did. What yeah, exactly. What you're saying is really those first steps of getting yourself centered on like, okay, what do I need to really be focused on this year is kind of this bigger theme. Like what's your word? And so we would suggest maybe you start pondering that with you getting alone with yourself and God to determine what that means for you in 2021. But then it becomes tenfold, right? So Kara and I don't just spend every day going, well, I'm only going to reflect on redemption for myself. No, the reason redemption is a key for me is because so many of my partnerships and so much of the work I do with schools, I'm going to constantly be asking myself in that coaching session, how did I help ask questions that will help people understand and lead people towards redemption Mm -hmm. and repair in their marriages, their relationships, their schools, their uh, cultural healing in their communities. How did I ask questions 
to help people self-discover what they need to do to better impact and serve the world. So if, if I don't start, though, with reflecting on myself, I can't start to then look a little broader and go, if that's my theme for 2021, how is that looking as far as being a redemptive factor in my own family or in, in my future or in my friendships? How am I continuing to thrive and embody that and in does, every setting? It trickles out and it's not even a matter of effort sometimes. It will trickle out of you if you really investing that time into Absolutely. yourself. And don't think for a minute that you can't spare that time because you it's absolutely essential. I did not know that most of my life. Yep. It is absolutely Same. essential. You can spin your wheels as much as you want, but if you don't if you don't set a purpose behind how you live your life, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I've And it doesn't have to be just one word either. Like there's a lot of times I've done three words and then obviously there's other times I come up with mantras because that's what I'm working on and that's what I need to remind myself of. Mantra is really just like a spoken or written thing, Um, phrase basically to ignite, ignite your soul and ignite your, your passion behind why you're doing something and center you and focus you. Um, and, and we do the same, right? In the Christian theology, we do the same with Bible verses. Yeah. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to, pro- plans to prosper you. And we, we know so many of those verses by heart. I'm speaking to our tradition that we grew up in, the Christian tradition. You, you often learn and recite those verses. Or I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Those are, those are similar in other theologies. It just might be named differently. But it, it's exactly the same if we if you have those access to those things or you decide to study a holy text, utilize those scriptures to keep you focused and build your intention out. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. But that I mean, and that's why we also put out a lot of the resources we do, because we have had a lot of great influences from others who we, we've been able to say, ah, this strategy works for me. Mm, this one didn't work so well. Um, and we've learned that from other people. Like nothing is, I think that's the other thing. A lot of people, yes, you're born to stand out. Yes, you're one of a kind. But as far as conceptually, this type of approach and how we examine a new year or a new era in our lives or any monumental moments, this is not new under the sun. Yeah. This is This is not... Right. And, and the division that we've experienced in 2020, this is not new. This, this isn't, this is for thousands, tens of thousands of years. Right. Like, I don't know. I think um, the blessing of 2020 that was that we got to see everything plainly. Like, yeah. Clarity. I mean, 2020 yeah. vision. <laughs> well, yeah. Whether we liked it or not, you know, everything is, has been made it's, plain. It's, it's like the veil has been yeah. lifted. I love it. Yeah, I do too. But I also, I can also empathize. I can empathize with where I would have been about 10 years ago. And that would have been very, very scary. Very scary. Because I was at a very different place in my life. Yeah. So if you're still hanging on or you find yourself saying things like, when, when can we go back to the way things were? Or maybe you're still struggling to feel comfortable um, with just where planet earth is is finding itself right now then again go 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 back to yourself go go to yourself and and god and get alone um but that would be our encouragement and we actually did we put together a fun little quiz for you it's really it's it's one question literally (laughs) but our hope was that we would put together just a fun little way to kind of spark some ideas for what your intention could be for 2021. So um, we'll share it here in the show notes, the direct link. And then Kara and I will both have it in our links list on, on Instagram where you can find us and, and where we hang out most of the time. So um, anything to add sister? No, I'm really excited for this year. We We have have so many cool things coming out. We are um, getting ready to launch our first episode of Dear Blabby, which we're going to be sharing with you guys. The first episode will be free, um, but after the first episode, we're going to... um, we're going to want your feedback. We're going to want your analysis on some of the things that we have coming up that we want to talk about. 
And we want to know what you do, okay? Yeah, what you do, you can. There's going to be an option to do it completely anonymously. We all know everybody likes to give their opinion and feedback. Um, or we'll be sharing on social media as we usually do, and people can comment there. Um, the episodes after the first one, we are going to be um, we're going to be charging for. So that's a that's a first for us. Look, it's not your grandma's talk show, and if you're a listener, <laughs> and want you want you to have some skin in the game, exactly. Well, right, we're gonna be vulnerable. Uh, we're gonna be raw. We're gonna be real, even more so than we are on this podcast. We're gonna be talking yeah. about a whole lot of different subject matter Absolutely. than we normally would. It's gonna be more of a um, we're gonna think Oprah. Oprah meets Sally Jesse Raphael meets <laughs> Dear Ann Landers or Dear Abby. The newspaper columns meets Sex in the City yep. meets Doctor Phil. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, that's a short description. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. Anything else? No, we look. That's we enough. love y'all. We really appreciate you. 2020, um, our, our listenership has really grown, and that's because of you all. So please continue to share, write a review, um, hit subscribe on your favorite platform on this podcast, and um, and let us know whether there are other topics you want us to talk about. But we really love doing our podcast. And again, the whole purpose is that if a sunflower produces even one, right, out of the tens of thousands of seeds or thousands, hundreds that each flower could have, it has a capacity to produce hundreds of thousands more because of those seeds spreading and duplicating. So again, just start with you, start with that one intention and you just, you, the ripple effect will be as big as you can vision it being. So are our listeners called seedlings then? Hello seedlings. <laughs> no, I don't like it. I don't like it, but Hey, we will, I, I feel compelled to in our outro just play our theme song for dear blabby for you if kara's okay with that kara actually wrote and produced this the song so we will leave you with that bye sister Hey listeners, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Sunflower Society podcast. To learn more about Kara and I and Spiritually Strategic Co., our company together, you can visit spirituallystrategic.com. And of course, if you found value in this episode, feel free to pass it along to a friend. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and leave us a review on Apple. All right, we hope that you have a wonderful week.